You're listening to Rocky Mountain Review on 90.5 KCSU FM Fort Collins for Tuesday, September 19th. I'm Lee Zimpel, and this is KCSU's news broadcast that airs every Tuesday and Thursday from 4 to 5 p.m. As always, we here at the Rocky Mountain Review strive to give you the most up-to-date, unbiased, and factual news. On today's show, for the ninth time in a row, CSU has placed top four among institutions worldwide recognized in the Sustainable Campus Index. And this year, CSU scored a number one rating in one of the specific categories. Learn more about that in campus news. And Fort Collins Utilities have proposed increasing the water fee for developers, which could lead to a hike in home prices. Find out what some of those impacts of the proposed hike could be in local news. Then, as the semester starts to pick up, hear from a fellow CSU student on the differences staying involved on campus can make when trying to stay engaged with school overall. Later on in the broadcast, KCSU's sports director, Caleb Allen, will give you an inside look into the CSU Sports Report. And with that, we'll get started with your campus news. Colorado State University was ranked in the number one spot for best sustainable campus curriculum and held fourth place in overall campus sustainability. For the ninth time in a row, CSU has held a spot in the top four highest rated institutions listed by the Association for the Advancement of Sustainability in Higher Education. Every year, the AAASHE holds a competition called the Sustainable Campus Index. It highlights institutions worldwide that score well on a measurement called the Sustainability Tracking, Assessment, and Rating System, or STARS. CSU shares the number one ranking in the Sustainable Curriculum category with just a handful of other institutions, matching State University of New York College of Environmental Science and Forestry and Sterling College in Vermont. CSU's overall star score this year was 88.13, and for reference, the highest-rated institution this year scored 92.73. Tony Miyamoto, who is Director of Communications and Sustainability in the Vice President for Student Affairs Office, said that this year's competition was the toughest we've faced and that it was good to see many institutions bringing more sustainability efforts to the table. This year, there were 340 institutions worldwide who submitted materials for the assessment, with just over 280 of those being in the United States. Among those colleges and universities, CSU earned top eight ratings in seven of the 17 categories. CSU had number three tied in research, third in campus engagement, fifth in investment and finance, fifth in purchasing, seventh in public engagement, and tied eighth in water research. President Amy Parsons said, quote, It's gratifying to see our faculty, researchers, staff, and students recognized as world leaders in creating a more sustainable environment and society. Contributions to this story come from the Coloradoan and CSU source. In local news, developers are warning that Fort Collins' proposed water fee hike would also push home prices up, further worsening the city's housing affordability issues. As water becomes a more scarce and expensive resource, Fort Collins Utilities proposed increasing the fee developers pay to connect to the city's water supply. The plant hike pushes that price up 160%. That'll add about $35,000 to the cost of building a single-family home in Fort Collins. Just last year, the water fee hike was comparatively much lower at about 60%. Opponents of the proposal say that the increase this year is excessive and that not only would it worsen already existing housing affordability issues, but that it would also drive builders outside city limits where water is cheaper and that it would harm business expansion. 
According to city officials, there are 821 local developers who could be financially impacted if they can't afford to secure water ahead of the rate increase. Jason Sherrill, who is president of Landmark Homes, said that buying and storing water is economically impossible. One of the company's housing projects has the water it needs and is under construction, but another project now needs review to see if it's still a possibility under new rates. Cheryl said that the increase was frustrating because although the company is trying to build affordable housing, the water fee hike will result in an additional $20,000 to $30,000 to the cost of one multifamily unit for the company. Hartford Homes, which is another local company that plans to build affordable housing, estimated that the hike could add $55,000 to the cost of a single-family home, which threatens the project's feasibility. When the idea was pitched to city council in August, the utilities department said that in order to ensure Fort Collins maintains a safe and reliable water source, the city would need to buy and store more of it with the extra funds secured from the proposed hike. Utilities leaders said that failing to raise fees now would just make water more expensive later down the road as the cost to buying water rights continues to rise. If you want to learn more about the proposed water fee hike, you can find that information and more on the official City of Fort Collins website. Information for this update comes from the Coloradoan. Coming up, if you're a student, maybe you're getting close to having one of your first exams of the semester soon, if you haven't taken it already. Whether it's your first or fourth year on campus, when the semester starts to pick up, it can be a little stressful, but there are resources available on campus for any who feel they might need them. More on that after the break. Wow, that was a sweet sesh, dudes. Now what? I'm not too sure, but we have to get this out there somehow. How about KCSU? Sick, but how do we get them to play our music? Hold on, let's check their website. KCSUFM.com Cool. Well, looks like we have to fill out a form, a description, and give them a link to download our music. Nice, let's keep on rocking. As of yesterday, CSU is in week five of the fall 2023 semester. For some students, maybe you're getting pretty close to taking some of your first exams of the semester if you haven't already. The first exams of the semester can be a stressful time for some, but luckily, there are plenty of resources available to you right here on campus to make sure you're getting the support you need, whether it's academic support from places like Tilt or community support from student diversity offices like the Native American Cultural Center. The list of resources and how you can use them at CSU is pretty vast. Navigating them would be impossible in one story, but one well-traveled student can attest that there's importance in including yourself in the college's different communities and resources. 
especially in times of stress. Mitchell Perk is a CSU student and is involved in a handful of different communities on campus. Here, they share some of their experiences in getting involved with the CSU community as a whole, as well as making use of specific resources that are unique to their own identity. My name is Mitchell Perk. I use all pronouns, and I am the president of the Science Fiction and Fantasy Club. I am a student researcher for IRIS. I am an associate senator for Pride at ASCSU, and I am a student here at CSU studying sociology. What are some spaces that you are pretty involved in? I am involved in a pretty large club. We have 200 student members or around that, as well as like 500 members generally. Um, We try to keep that space pretty open to students and to non-students because your network of people isn't going to just perceive to students. It'll be teachers, faculty, uh, just general friends who may not go to the school. So we try to keep that as open as possible, but it's one of those spaces that's pretty large in terms of involvement. Um, I am also, as I said, a member of ASCSU. It is the school's student body government, I guess is the best word. I am in the legislative branch. Um, We have bills that pass through our house that directly affect student life. Uh, Funding for stuff, different programs, how they function, general things just kind of sweeps through that. So that's another space I'm involved in. I am also a senator for Pride, which is an SDPS office. I try to be as involved in those as possible. Uh, Those are pretty good places for finding community in and of itself. They embody, you know, um, the more, the smaller communities at CSU. A lot of people go in there just to get help with stuff, um, whether that be funding, uh, finding good spaces for you, finding grants that work for you, um, getting help with assignments. I know a lot of students go into places and just kind of help each other uh, because doing homework is always something everyone needs help with. For ASCSU, it is very good for figuring out what's happening in your college. I had no idea what was happening legislation-wise in my school until I became a part of that body because I don't think a lot of people know that they have a student body here at CSU. It is something that is very under-talked about, even though we try to get word out as much as possible. Um, But it is good. It's a good way of knowing what's happening in your community in CSU as well as outside of CSU. It's important to use this resource because we are making active change on your campus. And if there's something you think isn't great about your campus, we can possibly help you to change that. Reaching out to your senator is a great thing. Uh, Every college has at least one. Depending on how big your college is directly affects how many senators your specific college has. Um, I know like agriculture and liberal arts are two of like the larger colleges in terms of senators. Um, Sometimes they have chairs open where you can actively join if you want to. They also have associate senator spots open usually. So if all the senator spots are filled, associate senators sit in during Senate. And if a senator uh, cannot vote on something, whether they are absent or other means, um, you can step in and also vote uh, directly affect what's happening around your campus. If you do not want to become a senator, completely fine and understandable. It is a time commitment. Uh, There are committees and caucuses which you can visit. Um, This is stuff for uh, DEI, diversity, equity, and conclusion. Uh, Financial caucus meets pretty often. A lot of stuff like that. If you want to know where your finances are going, Um, you want to know more about helping diversity and inclusion on your campus. You want to know more about kind of the business side of things. 
caucuses exist for people to come and visit. You can physically come in and sit in the sessions. You don't have to be a senator to do that. There is a, like, there's like a row of seats that people can come and sit in. And we have a audience section where if there's anyone in that space, they can come up and voice concerns, which helps senators figure out if you do not feel comfortable reaching out to a senator specifically, uh, what you want in your campus and what you want changed. So how different do you think things would look for you uh, if you didn't kind of take advantage of these community spaces? I am not from Colorado. I didn't really have any community coming up here. So if I hadn't taken advantage of stuff like my SDPS offices, like Pride, um, or I hadn't taken advantage of joining clubs, um, I wouldn't have any friends. At least not at this point. Uh, The only friends that I would have probably had was my first year roommates that I met um, because my first year roommates I became friends with and stayed friends with for a long time, but they graduated last year. So I wouldn't have been able to do kind of anything. A lot of my friends, my current roommates, uh, a lot of my good friends I met through stuff like clubs. Um, My current roommates I met through my club, science fiction fantasy. I know a lot of people in other clubs kind of picked up from that same space. Uh, The drag club got me a lot of my friends that I have now, as well as a couple other spaces. So if I hadn't taken advantage of stuff like my offices, I would have no friends. That's just what it would have been like. And I am kind of an ambivert when it comes to things. I am good at being extroverted in the moment, but I hate going into new spaces without knowing anyone there. It sucks. And stuff like the SDPS offices, like APAC and Pride and BAC and NAC and El Centro, um, Adult Learner and Veteran Services, all of them create these inclusive and active spaces to make it easy for people to get to meet new people. They have a ton of events. They do a lot of cool stuff. So yeah, without those spaces, I um, would be in a very different emotional place than I am right now. As someone who maybe struggles a little bit trying to like work up visiting a new place, yeah. knowing anybody else. I mean, I feel like a lot of people feel yeah. that way. It's hard. Yeah, so how, how did you get past that and how would you advise other people to get past that? Well, I joined school in COVID. So I was really pushed past that by starving for any sort of like actual contact. And as much as I did love my first year roommates, I needed more than that because they were a year above me. And I felt like I wasn't really connecting with people that, you know, kind of felt my same struggle of stuff. So I was kind of pushed in my second year when things were starting back up in person to visit out those spaces and meet some of those people. What really pushed me is that I did not have a binder and I am gender fluid. I am trans. Sometimes I like to present mask and I did not have a binder. And there is a whole closet for that in pride that I was told about by a friend and they brought me to that space and I kind of got my first foot in a door of experiencing what it was like in these spaces. And it was really cool. And there was a lot of people and they resembled me in a way that I had never seen before because I came from a very conservative space. Being me was not allowed. And being up here allowed me to feel way more comfortable about being me and to find those spaces and to carve a spot for myself that I did not previously have before. 
So yeah, I was kind of pushed out of my comfort zone by force. COVID forced me out. Um, but I found myself really enjoying those spaces and I slowly uh, became someone who wanted to put their uh, foot in kind of everything. So now I am a part of a whole bunch of things because I've found that the best way to find other people and to make kind of a space for yourself, to be yourself, is to use those resources because they're free and you have access to them and you'll build stuff that you'll be able to carry beyond school, uh, wherever you may end up being. My friend Enoch, uh, love him to bits. Um, he has a hard time connecting with people sometimes. Um, he's a very outgoing person. He has super great ideas. He's really supportive and he's super honest. But sometimes his honesty catches people off guard, I think. And for him, he's found a lot of spaces uh, where he can be his authentic self. And it's really nice to see him flourish in those ways. Um, I love seeing him succeed. And he's also a member of ASCSU and he's got his foot in a lot of doors. And he's doing great things and he's now a mentor for Pride, which is really sick. But yeah, I think it's really great to see people kind of break out of their shell and do stuff. Whole reason why I'm president of my club is because I find it really cool how people will step into spaces like my board game nights or my movie nights and they'll really open up and find community in them um, through just doing things like playing board games or watching movies and it's really sick. And I love seeing people just kind of create that community and kind of jump out of their shell and start doing more because they find those spaces where they feel comfortable enough to just be themselves. And it gives them kind of that strength to go forward. College is a scary thing and a lot can happen to you while you're here. Don't let your experiences keep you from enjoying the life that you have left, you know? It's a huge place. You're an adult, you're in this space. For a lot of you, it'll be your first time living by yourselves. Uh, for a lot of you, it'll be your first time far from home. Um, for some of you, that may not be the case, but for others, it probably is. Uh, for me, it was. I am, gosh, thousands of miles away from my family. And that's a scary thing, even if you think you are 100% ready for it. Use the resources you have, use the job center, use your SDPS offices, adult learners, Tilt. Um, all of these are great resources that you have completely free to you as a student here. And those resources are vital. You may think that it's like cheating using them. I felt that way for a long time. I thought that I was... I don't know, that I was lessening myself by using the resources provided to me. But you're not, you're doing yourself an active disservice, not reaching out to the resources that are provided to you. The writing center, um, any sort of like the tilt-free tutoring, the other stuff, Amplify has a lot of great things. Just look. If you are struggling with anything, look for the resources that you have on campus. There is going to be something that can help you. Just Try it. It sucks the first time because you're unsure of the space and it's weird and it's awkward. But if you're going through anything, just reach out. There is always something that can make it better. Even if in the moment it doesn't seem like it, like there is literally no way things will change, that this is the bottom of whatever it can be, there is something out there. That was Mitchell Perk, a CSU student who shared their experiences and advice with getting involved on campus. 
If you want to learn more about the resources that CSU has for students, you can find a comprehensive list on CSU's Student Services and Resources website. You can also find a Student Resource and Campus Life catalog on catalog.colostate.edu. Up next, you'll hear from KCSU Sports Director Caleb Allen. He'll deliver the latest CSU Sports updates right after the break. Brothers Bar & Grill is a proud supporter of KCSU. Brothers Bar & Grill is located in Old Town, Fort Collins, featuring weekly burgers, wings, and drink specials. Brothers is offering a new bro band night each Thursday from 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. More information can be found at brothersbar.com slash Collins. Unit D42, give recap on game six of No Ball. Error, error, did not attend. Tuning into KCSU FM Sports Show for recap. Beep, boop. KCSU Sports always has and always will bring you sports. Beep, boop. Hi, I'm Caleb Allen, sports director here at KCSU, and here's what's going on this week in sports. CSU football fell to Colorado in double overtime on Saturday night, 43-35. Quarterback Braden Fowler-Nicolosi completed 34 of 47 pass attempts for 367 yards, three touchdowns, and three interceptions. Wide receiver Torrey Horton reeled in 16 receptions for 133 yards, one touchdown, and even threw a 30-yard passing touchdown to tight end Dalen Holker, who finished the evening with six receptions, 109 yards, and two touchdowns. Reports of death threats are being made towards safety Henry Blackburn for his late hit on Colorado star Travis Hunter in the first quarter of Saturday's matchup. CSU police and local authorities are looking into the situation. CSU football returns to action on Saturday against Middle Tennessee and Murfreesboro at 5 p.m. CSU soccer suffers their first losses of 2023 with a 3-2 finish against Utah Tech on Thursday. Olivia Fout scored both goals for the Rams in the loss. The Rams then fell to Utah on Sunday afternoon when Utah scored via penalty kick in the second half. CSU goalkeeper Shana Ross stopped a career-high five saves on Sunday. The Rams begin conference play Thursday against Nevada at 4 p.m. and will wrap up the week hosting UNLV at 1 p.m. on Sunday. Both matches will be played at the CSU soccer practice field. CSU Volleyball split their home-and-home with Colorado on Thursday and Friday. Both matches resulted in five set reverse sweeps, with CU taking home the coveted Golden Spike with a win over the Rams on Friday night in Moby. Malaya Jones led the way with 44 kills on the week, hitting above 300 on both nights. Setter Emery Herman had 109 assists between the two matches and added 11 kills for the Rams. She registered a double-double on both nights with double-digit digs. They start their conference schedule this week on Thursday versus Boise State at 7 p.m. and Utah State on Saturday at a time to be announced later. CSU Cross Country heads to Minneapolis for the Roy Griak Invitational in Minnesota on Friday. This is their first meet since the women's team plays first and men's plays second at the Wyoming Invite earlier this month. Again, I'm Caleb Allen, and this is what's going on this week in sports.
I don't know about you, but I personally am very excited for the summer heat to die down. I'm ready for cooler temperatures, and luckily today felt like a sign that we could finally be moving away from those extremely hot days we had just a couple weeks ago. Today was partly sunny with a high of about 80 and a moderate breeze in the afternoon to keep things feeling cool. There's about a 20% chance of showers in the afternoon, and tonight that chance will bump up to around 30% right before 10 p.m. Tonight we'll have a low around 50 with winds picking up a bit more after midnight. Like today, Wednesday we'll see a high of about 80 with sunny skies, a low chance for showers, and a gentle breeze of around 5 miles per hour. Wednesday night winds could gust up to as high as 22 miles per hour with partly cloudy skies and a low of 49. On Thursday, you can expect a lot of sun with another high near 80 and moderate winds. That evening, the sky will stay pretty clear and temps will drop to a low of 48. And that is all for today. We would like to thank Damien Castile for our amazing theme music that's playing right now. We would also like to thank the rest of our staff here at KCSU and Rocky Mountain Student Media. We couldn't do this without you. Finally, we couldn't do this without you, dear listener, so thank you. If you missed any part of today's show, you can find the RMR podcast on kcsufm.com under the news or podcast section, or you can also find us on Spotify or anywhere else you listen to your podcasts by searching KCSU News. And with that, we'll see you next time.